Nathan Fielder, best known for his comedy docuseries, Nathan For You, is back with another similarly themed television show, The Rehearsal, produced by HBO. On this podcast, we look at the latest segment of a different series every show. In this case, it's the pilot episode, Orange Juice, No Pulp, which aired on Friday. It's July 18th. Welcome to today's episode. Do you know what happened to Nathan for you? Yeah, I think Nathan Fielder just didn't want to do another season of it. Well, this is what that is. The rehearsal is another season no, of Nathan for you. No, I have it down here that like this is not Nathan for you season five. I was it afraid is. it was going to be. No, no, this is this is different enough. Agree to disagree. I believe that this feels exactly like another episode of Nathan for you, and you think this is a new show. How many episodes of Nathan for you did you watch? I watched like four episodes total. The first time I heard about it, it was because of Dumb Starbucks. That episode, I was listening to a piece on NPR and they were talking about how there was this guy who opened up a shop and he was kind of like skirting the law by making the exact same type of coffee. So it was prior just calling to the it Dumb episode. Starbucks. You didn't, you didn't see the episode and then that's Oh, oh and then I saw it. the episode like years later. I think you introduced me to the show afterwards and I was like, oh, this is yeah. the same dude. And then I saw a couple episodes and it's a satirical commentary on how our culture gets easily absorbed in like stupid fads. Right, and I figured out about Nathan Fielder because because I think it was like back in 2017, it was my freshman year of college, I was on the IMDb Top 250 television shows, and I saw that Nathan for You was rated incredibly high. And so I was so like, what? Yeah, and it's the only show I've ever done this to. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch the highest rated episodes from IMDb. And I it's not the only like commentary on our culture type of show, but what makes it weird is that Nathan's personality is so intentionally awkward and deadpan that you can't help but wonder where he ends and right. the character begins. Right. In fact, that's what kind of the finale is really about. Um, when you Yeah, like, he like pulls off the mask and reveals he's actually just been like a normal dude the whole time <laughs> no obviously but he also has episodes that just as well like the anecdote that was the episode where he faced the jimmy kimmel story that he ends up telling on the show again that's just another version of this rehearsal he just kept on rehearsing there a story are, okay. until he got it right there are elements that are very similar to the show in fact i remember in the finale finding francis which is probably one of my favorite episodes of any like tv show they do a very similar thing where they they craft it so that like the old guy goes to his old like uh a fake old reunion right no no no. he goes Isn't to a real reunion but they have like a sound stage and they do act out how he would act with the actual francis that he's yeah he does find. a lot of practice not only that i remember there was an episode where he was like doing a, a rope like he was standing yeah, on a rope that was the tight walking episode the tight walking season three finale yeah exactly so like this feels like the same show to me and that was my biggest con was that it was just repetitive and this could have just been called nathan for you i get it's on a different network and probably legally they might it's not have been longer. able to call it the same thing. Is it? It's twice as long. Yeah, I, I think that the original episodes were like 20 minutes. And then this now, the rehearsal, I think every episode is going to be like 45 minutes. Long. Yeah, and Orange Juice, No Pulp. It was a good episode. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to deny that. I'm just saying that the show is in itself not really that different from his first show. Well, I know, like I was saying, the first show is very popular. In fact, after I watched like all those episodes back in my freshman year on campus, I remember I would like walk into friends' dorms and they'd be watching it with their roommates. And I 
hear other people be talking about it like in class. And most episodes revolved around him trying to help someone right. create a business, get a date, impress friends. And in this pilot, he's also trying to help someone, but like undo a lie that they had told a long time ago to their friends, right? Yeah. So how is how are they really different? Well, I felt that this, the rehearsal had like a level of maturity that Nathan for you did not have. <laughs> did you see how it ended? This episode? Yes, it, it did end kind of like dramatic. On a whimsical, yeah. happy, kind of weird note. No, but I feel like there was more of a complete story arc. Like in some of the Nathan For You episodes, it was just, he was such a dick. And here it's like, yeah, he's kind of playing oh, the same character. Oh, you think he's character. toned it down? I do. I Well, yeah, and I think that's actually to the benefit of the show for that reason. Do you think he's aged into it? Like he's matured as a person? Because now he's like 39 years <laughs> old. He's a little grayer. And so maybe he's like a better person because as, of it? As much as you can, I think, for someone who's playing the character that he is. All right. Should I just zoom through this episode? Yeah. Okay. First episode. Uh, here we go. We meet Korski. He's a 50-something New Yorker. I think he's a teacher as well. He loves trivia with his friends. They actually do it at different bars. He's burdened by this lie that he's told them, which is that he has a master's degree and he wants to get it off his chest after all these years, but he's afraid how they might react. Enter Nathan, who... He's never heard of before. Cora has never met this guy. They met through Craigslist. And Nathan quickly divulges that he's practiced their introductions dozens of times with a paid actor and a complete replica of Cora's apartment, which they got by faking a gas leak or something <laughs> earlier on. Cora doesn't even seem too phased by the whole like thing of Nathan or his character, which is strange it seems to be a constant thing that happens in these type of episodes whenever like nathan says something that's always like kind of cringe inducing and just totally off the mark but it seems like since it's like supposed to be real reactions the people don't want to seem too off put by it i think you're right it's indicative of the type of people that he gets that he tries to help it's not like the classic reality like high energy type of person who might act contradictory to nathan or like they're kind of just automatically going to adjust to however weird he is and just be like okay all right sure so core goes along with it for a little bit he tells he admits to nathan that it's really one person that he's afraid of telling this uh or disclosing that he had been lying to her name is trisha he nathan has to work to get that information but once they bond together and nathan has ascertained this lady's name and that she runs a blog nathan hires an actress to meet trisha under false pretenses again and that person learns her mannerisms and then they stage a rehearsal between core and this actress who's playing trisha to at the alligator lounge bar that they are going to meet at to do trivia in order for core to practice uh, disclosing this information to her. And there are, yeah. It's so convoluted, no, but it's crazy. But again, that that combines different episodes of Nathan For You. In fact, I would say the Nathan For You episodes are almost mandatory viewing to watch. Would you say this order... is more like a Nathan For You movie in that way then? Because you see... No, you I think Finding that? Francis was more than Nathan For You movie okay, that there ahead, was. Then. But I would say Finding Francis, because again, uh, the like acting studio actors, multiple outcomes that they kind of train for. And then there was a season three, episode five uh, episode called Smokers, where it's in the setting of a bar and they do like a play type of thing, where originally what they did was they bought in a couple people, put down seats and then put down like one of those curtains, uh, one of those show curtains. Mm -hmm. And then they opened up the curtains and it was just like a regular bar 
smart people were talking it, but they like acted like it was supposed to be a play. And yeah. then what they did was like a couple weeks later, they like got footage of what they showed the actual people and then hired different actors to do the exact same thing and yeah. wanted to see how that was going to turn out. It feels like everything's just challenging our norms and being like, look at what we right. consider entertainment or what piques our interest despite it being just the same old, same old. Exactly, that's the point. It's just of, the way yeah. that it's being presented to us. Okay, so after numerous days of practice in this fake lounge with a bunch of actors playing the patrons of the lounge, Core confidently like goes to meet Trisha, the actual Trisha, for the real deal to disclose this information. When it got to this part, this is when like the intensity from me kicked in. Because even though I felt like really he just kind of has to expose the truth, seeing it actually play out, I thought the last 15 minutes I was like really glued to the screen. Well, Nathan does like direct these episodes. So he yeah. does try to create a storyline behind it. He also goes through the trouble of hosting this trivia competition to make sure that Core wouldn't be too distracted to actually tell Trisha what he needed to. And so he subliminally gave him all the answers via uh, actors and different talks that they'd had throughout the week. That part was weird. And then in the end, Core is able to come clean to Trisha, which was nice. It yeah. was a sentimental moment. Because they played it off like he wasn't going to at first. It did seem like he was getting nervous. And then um, Trisha takes it very well, I think. And then the final catch at the end of the episode is that Nathan tells Core that he helped him win at trivia. And then we see that it isn't actually core. It's that actor that he brought in, but then it makes it kind of unclear whether or not he actually did tell the real core, whether he helped him cheat regardless of it. Core just has to watch this episode and he'll know which, which kind of defeats the yeah. purpose of not telling him at the time. So, and then they play out the Willy Wonka theme song, but I took it to mean that he did tell core the real thing. From what I read, people were saying that, yeah, he didn't tell him. It was just supposed to be like he was too scared to. See, it seemed to me like he, he did. Like he practiced it and then the actor came across aggressively being like, he's not going to take it well. And then he actually told Core, and Core was like, oh. I think I think it was the actor wasn't supposed to take it well. And then he was like, oh, I'm not going to tell him. No, I understand what you're saying. Do you want to get into pros? Actually, I have a couple like weird things that don't really yeah, fall in the pros. Observations. Cons. Yeah, like Nathan Fielder admitted to be married here. Like I've never heard that he was married. Yeah, I think he was married. Like, and then he really got divorced. Mm -hmm. But like they didn't go into that at all. <laughs> they just mentioned it in the show. And then the other point I want to make. Actually, I think I'm going to bring it up in the pros and cons because okay. that will that will make sense more there. My first positive is that like Nathan for you or How to with John Wilson, which are also kind of related. Uh, well, he executively. Produces, I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. He's part of both. Uh, this show should be recognized for its peculiar reality-driven awkwardness, where reality shows tend to feed on the drama and, as I said, high-energy, crazy people. Mm -hmm. This does the opposite. It's like a, an evolved or an evolution of a reality show where they do the simplest situations and they overanalyze them with flawed but normal people yeah right yeah so and then it should also be this is another positive commended for continuing to poke fun at splurging money on the stupidest things when people can't afford gas and rent like they put so much money into that alligator lounge and i think that was the moment that when core saw the replica they were able to create in that giant hangar or wherever they right. were of it that kind of looked like the severance perpetuity wing where it was like <laughs> a giant just version of the alligator house but almost mimicked perfectly i yeah. think that's when core realized he was on an actual tv show i think up until then he was kind of like well this is still a craigslist ad and i've never heard of this guy's tv show it's probably some web series or something and like as soon as he saw that you could see like the transition in his face where it was like the realization hit him and he was like oh my god i'm part yeah. of something right now 
this is some real effort. And like he stepped up his own game because he got way more into it at that point than he had been previously. Like he didn't even want to tell Nathan the girl's name at first, which I think partly was because he didn't trust that this camera crew had any business really doing anything. Um, I agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah. And then also that's when he makes the Willy Wonka comparison because he's like, you just came into my life and you've just like granted me this huge wish. You're kind of doing this thing. And I think Nathan Fielder, he pretended that he was like, isn't that a bad guy? Like he didn't understand. I think that second there was like a glimmer in his eye. I think he really, really, really liked that comparison. The moment it happened. To Willy Wonka? Yes. Before they even showed how the show ended, I was like, he loves that. He's he's revealing himself right now. This that is like his ideal person that he would wish to be. I think like core hit it on the head and he just didn't want to admit to it. But you could see it in his face. And I really like that moment. And then the humor was there. I think that was one of the biggest factors and the biggest pros is that you got like, for instance, they're having this trusted conversation. And then Nathan hired a random old man to jump into the pool and distract them so that they could walk away and then later on when core was actually doing the practice rounds with trisha and then he got really into the fake trivia game that was going on yeah that was was funny yeah like that was real it was a real moment and it was just funny because it was like it has nothing to do with this core you got to understand keep focus there was also a moment where nathan fielder when he goes to meet with the alligator lounge like attendant or the bar like main person who he was going to hire to do the trivia game and he was faking a character for, like, Thrifty Boy. He takes out a ketchup packet. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and he ate and, it. And, well, he slurped it up like a gogurt. <laughs> yeah. And then he just, like, acted as if that was normal. You got to know this guy is just, like, 100% in his character. He didn't break a smile or anything. He just yeah. did it normally. And then, uh, I mean, I can't even imagine how bad that would taste. And then the later reveal when we found out that Cora had not only been transitioning the night with Trisha, but afterwards mm-hmm. when he would go to sleep or he would just go somewhere else, they also had recreated his room. And then uh, when Cora met Trisha, did you hear what he called her? He uh, like Trish the Dish or something. No, right? she was, well, it might have been that. I thought it was Trish Delish. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what a cringy way. Like, how did that pass muster after all these times of seeing her in this fake okay yeah Yeah, so those were all my pros get into yours i yeah so i like how kind of everything was planned out kind of like you were talking about um you have to wonder how much of it was kind of reality tv trying to play it up as something that wasn't or how much of it was actually realistic like whenever you think he cut out like core being a more normal person or something yeah i think so and like some different parts of it but i still i still like the way that came across and also like i said i think it was like not nathan for you season five which i feel like even by the end of that show nathan's character was just getting a little bit unbearable at times i did like kind of the, how you got to see more human parts of him um even however small they were uh it was also just a lot different than other tv shows in general i don't know many that are like the rehearsal where it just goes so far into- how to with john wilson it'll just get detached and like it'll follow threads you wouldn't expect it to like a random sentence and then nathan will get obsessed with that and go into that direction yeah you know it's almost kind of like that animated film it's such a beautiful day where oh. it's like things will just randomly he'll go like go off on a different topic for like ever and ever wasn't and that ever. about mental illness yeah okay <laughs> uh and then yeah i like also the production design the fact that they were able to get the exact replicas and i really like the point that nathan uh fielder made when he was talking about how when he redid core's house like even something as small as chairs 
was off-putting because he had normal chairs whenever he was doing it with the actor but when he was actually doing it with core and he sat in that like really low hanging chair he looked ridiculous he did look ridiculous so that's yeah. so whenever they were able to make the alligator bar look almost entirely like the actual thing i was like yes and then the final 15 minutes like i said and i felt like this really encapsulated uh nathan fielder's character better than nathan for you so those are my pros okay do you want to go into cons yeah. you can go first okay uh so if you didn't like nathan for you you're definitely not gonna like I agree. this show. this is for like a niche audience but if you're into it if you allow yourself to get absorbed in in the reality that he's presenting to you it's kind of like how to with john wilson in that sense too where if you're not one who enjoys watching awkwardness or trying to put together why someone would do something so stupid or something so outlandish I, yeah outlandish for such a trivial task then it's easy to give it like i just pass the show every time you like go buy it in the tv but like for people who are into it i would definitely give it probably an eight yeah i mean a B. I, I was gonna say also he can come by field can come by it's intentionally creepy sometimes just yes. by like things that he does and That's like yeah so and also a lot of the humor that you were talking about that i liked it is cringe inducing in fact i think that nathan for you wikipedia says that it's cringe comedy it doesn't mm -hmm. even just say that it's a satirical so thing. that's a con yeah that's a con that i have all right in real life it didn't seem like tr like him telling trish was going to be that big a deal and then i was like and then they kind of hyped it up like it was going to be and i was like oh maybe this is actually going to be that case and then uh, she just kind of took it normally which yes was one of my favorite lines was was Trisha just holding back her rage? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but like she didn't. Yeah, she didn't seem that. They off made of her it. out to be a monster, right? Like she was going to be a terrible human, and then they put that out publicly to everybody who would watch this show. They put her identity out to the world. Like that's a real blog that she has, and anybody who has internet can just look her up. Right. And I just feel bad in that sense that like they could just think ill of her without her really having knowledge of what was going on. Like I'm sure that afterwards they convinced her to sign away the waiver. Well, she would have had to show her face, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I think you're right. She came across way nicer at the end just by her, and, and up until then, they had really just kind of created her as the bad guy. And there isn't as much comedy. It does feel like they're going for the more dramatic route, which can work in the show's favor, but also at some points, again, especially with reality TV, you have to wonder yourself, is that just for the effect of like having a sad or happy ending, whatever that is? So those were my cons. Okay, yeah, here are mine. It was repetitive, because like we were saying earlier, it reminded me of things like the late night rehearsal that you mentioned, the rehearsal for doing the stunt on the high wire, the um, hiring fake actors. He seems to do that every single yeah, show he that he's a yeah. part of in. Yeah. And then um, the unnecessary reveals. <laughs> he has a lot of those where it's just like, I actually practiced at your house a ton of times. It's like, why? You know, the but point that you, you know, you didn't have to do that. The fact that you pointed that out, I didn't realize that at first. But yeah, that does happen a lot. Uh huh. And then uh, after the repetitive, there's hard to believe that Core didn't catch on to some of those actors when he was practicing for his trivia, right? When Nathan was trying to subliminally tell him, there was a moment where they were just walking by a guy dressed in a cop outfit with police tape over an area and the cop immediately launched into a story a of like story. of there being a hostage situation with four people in the back right and then and there died. as if a cop would just like let that information loose a new york city cop would just start spitballing like talking and there would only be one of him there would just be one mm -hmm. guy 
And then he would like follow it up with a random fact. Like I felt like the amount of times that random people like the construction worker just shot out a fact and that core wouldn't become suspicious. And then after that, when they actually had the trivia night that he wouldn't pick up on the fact that, yeah. oh, these were all facts that were just shoved in my face while I was talking over the last week. With, felt, with one person in particular, I did have that as a con. I was yeah. like, there's no way he didn't know. And then my main criticism, though, it, it comes back to what you we were talking about with Trisha, but for everyone, a lot of the time you're sort of laughing at the people. And that's not great because it's like these are real people and they chose yes to be on tv but i don't think core knew what he was getting into they clearly said that he just answered a craigslist ad the idea that at least with how to with john wilson he he doesn't really mock people in the same way that it feels like nathan fielder's deadpan can sometimes be insinuating like something kind of mean towards someone and kind of showing them to be stupid and um, yeah, that Trisha thing, it kind of pissed me off because I was like, she might just be an, a normal person, but they made her seem like someone who just would never shut up, who was very demanding. And yes, she took it well, but what if she hadn't? Like, what would what would the episode have been then? Yeah. Um, and then also the scene where Core came in at the very end and he needed that table and he just kind of shoved these people off by being like, my grandma had brain cancer. <laughs> it was like, geez, dude, um, that was a little cringe inducing. Um, it's also kind of mean-spirited as well. Yeah, but if you're able to take that part of it and think, okay, this is... and But if you're able to take that part of it and look past it and say this is a sociological theater experiment, then it's a good show still, and those who are into it should watch more of it. To me, I just feel like it's sort of the same episode each time, and every once in a while I might come back to it, or if it's on TV, I'll stay through to see what's happening. But it doesn't seem like something that I would go out and just binge so you say well yeah i think binging this would be hard but you said that people that like this would probably give it an eight out of ten what would you give it yourself no i'm giving it an eight out of ten because i've learned to kind of deal with nathan fielder's personality but it is sort of like sandpaper where it's it's abrasive (laughs) i think yeah i think that like there are some nathan for you episodes now that i think about it that do show kind of like a happier side but those are kind of few and far in between i think the rehearsal i wonder if it's going to go that same route or if it is just going to kind of turn into the same episode every single time like you're talking about that is a fear that i have i would also give it an eight out of ten so i'm kind of pushing your score um uh, it's going to be six episodes i think that five were given by critics do you want to hear what the critics think sure Okay, so 96% on Rotten Tomatoes with about 1,000 reviews on IMDb and 9.3. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, that might sound high, but Nathan, for you, had like an 8.9 on IMDb. I think that was even higher uh, now than what it was when I originally figured out about the show. Yeah, yeah. And it just seems like Nathan Fielder at this point is doing a lot of things right. Like I said, executively producing the John Wilson show. I think that he produced and also wrote some sketches for the Sasha Baron Cohen show, Who is America, which also had like an 8.5 at one point I know. And uh, he showed up in things like uh, the disaster artist and like seven days in hell and is like ho- like hanging out with the lonely island crew so i mean overall it seems like his he- career he kind of knows exactly what he's uh doing new york times said it's less like how to with john wilson and more like russian doll and undone I've, I, I've heard of undone but i haven't seen it russian doll i would disagree with I think, really? yeah, I don't really see the connection between it and Russian Doll. Yeah, they gave it a mostly positive review, saying it's entertaining but also disorienting. NPR said it's a comedy but only in spots. Other times it's unexpectedly touching, even dramatic. The rehearsal is unlike any TV show I've ever seen. I'm fascinated by it. 
Uh, I just, I'm going to end it with that Willy Wonka note again, because I feel like the ending message is that he knows that he's not necessarily the good guy. Mm -hmm. But that was sort of the moral of the story is like, I am trying to help people, but at the same time, I'm using them. Yeah. And so that's what Willy Wonka sort of does. From what I understand, episode two kind of onwards, they do try to have a storyline somewhat. I don't know exactly what that means. But yeah. He goes off to find his long lost father or something. (laughs) And then AV Club gave it a B saying that the ending hooked them the most. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be completely honest. When it showed fake core, I thought that it was actually core for a second. Oh, it took you a real yeah. moment to realize. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I wait. I caught on really quickly. But then at the end, when they switched him back, I was like, I paused it for a second to make sure I hadn't just combined their like faces or something. <laughs> but yeah, he cast people who actually look like them. Yeah, one more thing is that he's actually creating a new TV series called The Curse, which is starring Emma Stone. And it's created, written, directed, uh, produced, and it's going to be starring him. That's going to be for Showtime. And also one other pro, I guess I could also say, is the fact that yeah now that this is on hbo he has more like they don't have to censor as much i do feel like with comedy central some of the like jokes he was able to make he had to kind of tone it down here it feels like he's been given total carte blanche whoa but like curse you said that's the name of the show the curse the curse and that's a movie or tv show it's gonna be a tv show okay emma stone and him do you know what it's about though no okay that'd be really funny if it was just a third version of nathan for you well that's our review thanks for listening we'll see you on the next one bye bye